welcome to Witness, a ministry of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Jackson, Mississippi. Join us in person for worship each Sunday at 9.30 a.m. For more information about Covenant, including discipleship and mission opportunities, visit us at www.covenantpresjackson.org. J.R.R. Tolkien, author of The Lord of the Rings, wrote a lesser-known book called Tree and Leaf. One of the essays in this short volume is called On Fairy Stories, and in it, Tolkien defines a fairy story, a fairy tale. He writes that fairy stories are not just about fairies, which he says are the equivalent to elves, But fairy stories are about the realm in which fairies have their being, a world where elves have their being. Such stories are about real people, men and women who are mortal, who live and breathe and move and can die, just like us. But in these stories, the men and women like us have extraordinary things happen to them. Tales like Cinderella, Snow White, Sleeping Beauty. Tolkien would also include what we might describe as fantasy or adventure stories like Lord of the Rings. And Tolkien makes this claim. The true form of a fairy story is the opposite of tragedy. And he says there's no English word to describe the opposite of tragedy the antonym to tragedy, so like a good philologist, he coins one. Eucatastrophe. Catastrophe with an EU at the beginning. Eucatastrophe, Tolkien says, is the true form of a fairy story, the true form of a fairy tale. Eucatastrophe is the happy ending. Now, more properly, it's the joyous turn. It's the sudden reversal. It's the change of fortune given by a sudden and miraculous grace, never to be counted on to recur. It's the gifts of a fairy godmother in Cinderella. But Tolkien also asserts that the eucatastrophe is not escapist. Fairy stories do not deny sorrow. Fairy stories do not deny suffering or failure. And the reality of these possibilities, the reality of sorrow and suffering and failure is what causes the joy of deliverance, the happy ending. A glass slipper is left behind. And when the joyous turn comes, Tolkien says, it can cause you to catch your breath. It can cause your heart to lift, beat faster. It can bring you near to tears. Well, at the end of the essay, Tolkien writes this, the birth of Christ is the eucatastrophe of man's history. The birth of Christ is the eucatastrophe of man's history. Christmas is the eucatastrophe of our history. It is the opposite of the tragedy of our history. In other words, Christmas is the happy ending. Really, it's the beginning of the happy ending. 
Christmas is the joyous turn. It's sudden and miraculous grace. It's the joy of deliverance in the birth of Jesus. And the Christmas story is not escapist. It acknowledges the darkness. It acknowledges the reality of what the prophet Isaiah in our Old Testament reading calls the deep darkness that we walk in, the deep darkness that envelops the world in which we live, the deep darkness that shrouds our history, the darkness of suffering, sorrow, pain, the darkness of, of hatred, injustice, oppression, the darkness of fear, the darkness of death, deep darkness that is the result of sin, the consequence of sin, the effect of sin, both the power of sin, the power that exists outside of us, crouching at the door, ready to pounce, and our own sin, your sin, the sin of your heart, which is your failure to love to love God, to love your neighbor. That is God's design for your life. That's God's desire for your life. When when God is not first in your life, when God is not the center of your heart, you're in darkness. When you don't put your neighbor ahead of yourself, your neighbor's well-being above your own, you're in darkness. Sin results in darkness, creates darkness, and it deserves darkness. We deserve the darkness. But Christmas has come. Light shining in the darkness, the deep darkness. Light shining into your darkness, the deep darkness of your heart. For to us, a child is born. To us, A son is given, Jesus Christ, whom Paul says in our reading from Colossians, the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. The fullness of God was pleased to dwell. A challenging phrase, which means this, Jesus is fully God. In the words of the Nicene Creed, Jesus is God of God, light of light, very God of very God. And he's also a man, fully man, flesh and and blood and bone. He's both. He's the word made flesh. He is the God man, a mystery and also sudden and miraculous grace, sudden and miraculous grace that when you realize the truth of can cause you to catch a breath, your heart to lift, bring you near to tears, that we are not left 
in the darkness. We're not left groping in the darkness to perish in the darkness. That, that God Almighty, who created all things out of nothing, all things visible and invisible out of nothing, actually and truly entered his creation, entered what he had made, that he left the throne of heaven where he is worshiped and glorified eternally, that he entered space, he entered time, he entered history, he entered the darkness. He took on flesh and blood and bone and grew in Mary's womb and was born in Bethlehem in a stable. And they named him Jesus. But that's the story of Christmas. That's the joy of Christmas, light shining in the darkness, experiencing darkness. Because Jesus lived the darkness. He shone in it and he lived it just like us. Jesus experienced suffering and sorrow and pain. He experienced hatred and injustice and oppression. He experienced death, death on a cross, the humiliating public death of a, of a criminal, the enemy of the state. But it was there, it was there in the darkest hour that the light shone brightest. It was there in the darkest hour that the love of God shone brightest. For through his death, Jesus has conquered. Through his death, Jesus has overcome sin and he shines the light in your life. He shines the light in your heart. Jesus's death defeated the darkness of sin. Your sin. He delivers you. Receive him. Receive forgiveness in him, just like a child receiving a gift on Christmas morning with joy. Receive the light. Well, Paul writes this in verse 18 of our Colossians passage. Paul writes, he is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. Not even the darkness of death, not even the power of death could quench the light of the world. Death could not hold him. The grave could not hold him. On the third day, Jesus rose again, was resurrected, defeating death, overcoming death. He's the firstborn, the firstborn of the dead, not the last, not the only. He is first. He leads the way, which means you can follow. You can follow Jesus through death into life, eternal life. Jesus' resurrection defeated the darkness of death, your death. He delivers you. Receive him. Receive life in him. Just like a child receiving a gift on Christmas morning. With joy. Receive the light. Receive Christmas. Again, Christmas is the eucatastrophe 
of our history. It's the happy ending, the beginning of the happy ending. It's the joyous turn. It's the sudden reversal. It's the change. It is sudden and miraculous grace. It's the joy of deliverance through Jesus Christ, through this babe born in Bethlehem. And when you receive it, when you believe it, when you live it, it's not escapist. It is not escapist. You will still experience the darkness. Following Jesus, you will still experience suffering, sorrow, and pain. You can still experience hatred and injustice and oppression, fear, and even death. But you experience it knowing that there is a purpose, knowing that there is a reason, that God can use it in your life for your good, that the darkness in your life is not for nothing. And you experience it knowing that it's not forever, that there is an end. The darkness does not win. The darkness cannot win. The light shines. Weeping may tarry for the night but joy comes in the morning, eternal joy, the joy of deliverance, the joy of Christmas, the joy of Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Thank you for tuning in to Witness, a ministry of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Jackson, Mississippi. 